Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Keeping It Simple podcast. My name is Chuck, and thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast today. If you're a listener from back home in the Lehigh Valley, I know we got a lot of you. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate the support. But we got on one of our own today. It is our good friend, Pierre Reedy. Just graduated from Penn State, moved out to Utah, and is playing for the Rail Monarchs now. So we talked about his whole experience there and what it was like uh, now playing professional soccer. We also have Curtis back on, first interview back. So get ready because, as we say, it's going to be epic. <laughs> All right, here we go. We now welcome on another very special guest. It is our very good friend, Pierre Reedy. Pierre, thanks for joining us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. We got the hometown hero, Pierre Reedy, Penn State men's soccer alumni. Had a great career there. Two-time All-American, one-time All-American. How many How many times did you get that? Uh, well, the, like school, like academic All-American was twice, and then just normal mm -hmm. soccer was, was once. Yeah, so – Going back to prior to Penn State, you played for me and Curtis's and our producer slash uh, editor slash graphic designer slash everything behind the scenes, PJ, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, PJ. Birthday. Uh, our old club, Lehigh Valley United, and then to Red Bulls Academy for one year, I believe. So how did you get into Penn State was that your only option of where you wanted to go as far as big time schools or what else was on your radar going into uh, yeah so, um, college? Um, so for me like I wasn't like a huge well first of all I was like committed before I had, I had gone to Red Bulls um, so I'd committed when I was playing for LVU and like throughout that time I wasn't like a like a big time recruit or you know the most talented kid or anything like that so I didn't I didn't really have like a lot of big time offers so a lot of my offers were like Patriot League schools. Um, I know Villanova was was one option, but like a lot of really small schools. And you know, throughout the whole recruiting process, Penn State had like always been like my number one. So I I, I tried really hard to to sort of get on their radar. And I think it was my junior year. I think they saw saw me at like a, an ODP interregional in Florida or something like that. And that's where when I first started to get in contact with them, but. As soon as, you know, they offered me a spot on uh, on the roster, I just jumped at it. I didn't get any money or anything like that, but I just knew, like, I wanted to be at a school that had, you know, the facilities and resources that um, would help me reach the next level. So going back to your Red Bulls days, I think we talked about this before sometime, but you played with Tyler Adams or trained with him maybe a little bit when, when you were there or played yeah, against him maybe he, he probably doesn't remember me, but uh, <laughs> I remember training. He, he'd come down because at the time he was playing with their USL team. So, you know, every once in a while he'd come train with the 18s for, for a session at night. And he was, was he like as good, like when you trained with him, did you think he was going to be like the guy? Yeah. I mean, he just never did anything wrong. Like he'd show up and he was just consistently good, you know, whenever he came, never, <clears throat> never made any mistakes and, and he just works hard obviously and um yeah he's killing it now so it's awesome to yeah. see so pierre when you went to penn state was 
your goal going there to make it to the next level? Like, was that your goal the entire time? Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, like going as a freshman, like, and at the, you know, the skill level I was at then, you know, I'm like a really realistic person. So to me, I was like, all right, well, I have a small chance, but you know, it wasn't something I was thinking about every day. Like I, I wanted to go to school to get a good education and, and, you know, also be able to, to play soccer at a high level too. And, you know, if the opportunity presented itself after I was, I was done with my degree, then yeah, absolutely. But so, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd said, you know, in the back of my mind, I always had ambitions to play at the next level. Um, yeah. And for, sorry, go ahead, Curtis. No, I was just going to add on to that. Like the process, I was going to ask him, oh, what's up, buddy? So uh, what's the process like when you were at Penn State, obviously when you graduated, like, were you, I mean, did you, I don't know if you, did you declare for the draft? Like, did you expect to get drafted? I, I was eligible for it, didn't get drafted, and then um, got invited to, to first team preseason at Salt Lake. How was that? What was that process like? Yeah, what was the draft process like? Were you anticipating getting drafted? Was it like kind of like a fringe thing? What was your mindset going into that day or night or I'm not sure when it was, but yeah, I guess that day. Yeah, it, it was definitely like a, a fringe thing. You know, if I got picked, I got picked, but, um, you know, I wasn't like total, like a hundred percent expecting to get picked or anything like that. And at the end of the day, like it's unfortunate, but the draft nowadays is sort of just an invite to, to try out. So, um, whether I got drafted or not, I sort of knew I'd, I'd have an opportunity at least to go try out at a couple places, but you know, I landed in Salt Lake first and, and things worked out here, obviously. Uh, right now we have like Jordan Morris, Tyler Adams, Caden Clark, uh Clint Denzi's like he's like a really old one that we I guess we have uh it's just I don't know it's just a bunch of cool guys honestly I love it I love working with them how'd you get that gig I feel like you just right, so, and I was like dang that's sick no nah, so I know I got uh previous like some months ago I guess pre-summer um I got close to Caden Clark mm. and I was talking about like job wise because I mean eventually I would like to be an agent someday and he was like, yo, I'll reach out to my, like, my boss for you, Joe. And I was like, yeah, like, make it happen. And he made it happen, kind of. It took a while, yeah. though. It took a while. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of hijacked your question there. I don't know where you're going with that. Yeah, where was I? Shut up, Will. Uh, so the question was, <laughs> going, into the, going into, like, the draft night or whatever, like, did you have, did you have like, an agency working with you or, like, an agent that was talking you through all this and, like, kind of, I guess, slimming down, like, your, your options of clubs? Yeah, so I got hooked up with an agent probably like two or three weeks before the draft, um, sort of after our season ended. And I sort of talking, started talking to a couple of guys and ended up with his name's David Williamson. Um, he's part of the Will Mill Sports Agency, but um, this guy he's a lawyer for for I think twenty five years, and then the last thirty he's been in in um, you know sports. He, he's been a sports sports agent, um, but really good dude old fashioned, totally by the book. Um, but no, nah, he helped me through, through that process, helped me make a, a highlight video and, you know, CV, all that stuff. So he was super helpful in that process, but, um, you know, on top of the draft, he was also working behind the scenes to, to sort of sort out some, some different like trials, I guess you could say too. Yeah. And how, how old is this guy? If he's been working for 55 years, I, I should be careful with this, but he's probably like in his 60s, mid 60s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're, I mean, I, I guess you, the the question of, did you like, were, were there a bunch of agents reaching out to you? I guess you would say yes then. And you end up, yeah. like this one. 
like was, was it more like inbounds like people coming to you or did you I'm sure your coaches helped you get connected to people but what was that process like finding uh the right fit yeah so I mean even out of college like I wasn't like a huge like a big time sort of guy like um it wasn't like Wasserman like YMU's a big one too like they were coming and reaching out to me or anything like that but my assistant coach at school uh, my agent now is actually his agent back in the day when he was playing in MLS and he sort of hooked me up with him and you know I trust those guys a lot and and took him for his word that that he was a he was a good agent so um, once they recommended him to me and I talked to him a couple of times I was like yeah let's do this so <clears throat> since then I've just been with him so now you're out in Salt Lake is that your first sort of trial and it, it just kind of stuck yeah yeah I mean after the draft was over um, I think it was like two or three days and they had reached out to my agent and they flew me out. Um, I think it was like the 13th or 14th. And since, since then I've been, I've been here. Yeah. yeah. How, was, how was that experience there? I mean, I know it was like, they were coming to a whole nother system leaving Penn state, I guess it's a whole nother team. Like how, like how are you fitting in? Yeah. So that was a big thing. Cause obviously I'd been at Penn state way too long. Um, <laughs> so like coming to like, how many place, years were you there? It ended up being like six, I think, <clears throat> with like my injuries and the COVID year year stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so I flew out here and to be honest, I was expecting like, you know, obviously going into like a first team environment. I didn't really know what to expect, but, you know, in my mind, I thought like there'd be at least some guys with like some some really big egos and um, things like that. But dude, to be honest, like a lot of those guys were just super welcoming and, you know, that helped sort of my transition to just being more comfortable around them and also translated to to playing better on the field too. And I think it's just a testament to to the group that they are and the culture they they've built to to this point. But um it was a it was a good transition and the guys were super nice and you know, I gelled quickly with the group and you know I'm just happy that I was able to to obviously now stick with them for this year. Yeah. Did you notice a big adjustment in terms of the level of play? Did it take time for you to adjust to that? A bit of a follow-up to that. What would you say the difference is between college to with the Monarchs then to with the first team? Do you see any – is it just speed of play, decision-making? Speed of play is a big one, but I think the biggest one is just their first touch. Uh, I think everyone's first touch is it, – it's just clean and, you know, the first touch gets them out of pressure and sets them up for, for whatever their, you know, their next movement is. But I'd say first touch is definitely a big one that I realized. And yeah. the physicality too. Like, there's some big dudes. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you feel like you're you're settling in well to that level? Yeah, it's sort of like one of those like iron sharpens iron things where, mm -hmm. you know, you're surrounded by, you know, a great group of players. And you know, at some point, you know, that just makes you better, too. And, you know, even like, I haven't been here that long, but even, you know, within the last like couple of weeks that I've been here, I felt that, you know, I've grown and, and uh, you know, been a better player since I've gotten here. It's definitely easier to play with better players that's kind of like yeah, why i always pick you on my, my pickup team to get out of whatever you know uh position put them in so yeah yeah sure. yeah back to oh sorry <laughs> curtis yeah sorry <laughs> uh during the preseason did you train like uh was david ochoa there and like yeah, bobby was, wood he, he's, how, a how, he's funny was yeah. david what was david ochoa like a clown you said he's a funny guy I was like, how was that experience? Like, I mean, I don't know how much of MLS like you actually followed before you went over there, but I mean, I love, I will, I would say I love the MLS and I watch it like almost like every day or, or whenever I can. 
So were you like in like like were you like starstruck when you saw like David Ochoa or even like Bobby Wood? Like at, yeah, Bobby uh, Wood was one because obviously like I grew up watching him and even like Justin Miram and Demir Krylak, who's who's our DP too. It was definitely cool to see those guys, but um yeah, like as much as I wanted to like ask him a bunch of questions and stuff like that, you know, at the same time, you don't want to be too overbearing to those guys and <clears throat> sort of gain their respect through through your play. So but yeah, it was definitely cool to, to be in a locker room with those guys for sure. And so now with your current situation, you're going to be training with the first team and then playing with the Monarchs? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, that's good. So I, I'm sure it'll be, I don't want to say easier, but getting to train with the first team and then going to play with the uh, the Monarchs, it should be not not a step down, but like you'll feel like, I mean, you're, you're training with the guys playing with the first team and then you go play with these guys and I don't know you should be just sharper and, and more more uh yeah I guess sharp is the right word yeah for sure and I think the big part is just being able to still play minutes and games because you, know, you can practice as much as you want but <clears throat> practice doesn't really emulate a game that well so the fact that I'll still be able to play games obviously and train with in a great environment like the first team and um I think is great it's a good set yeah. is the environment pretty just is it much more competitive than Penn, in terms of compared to Penn State, like in the competitiveness is, I guess, what I'm asking? Yeah, I mean, it could, to be honest, it depends on like the session. So like if, if you know, we just got done playing a game and there's a couple first team guys who, who have to train with some of the, uh, you know, the trialists and Monarchs guys, like sometimes they'll just dog it and be a little lazy, but not nah, for the most part, like um, especially during preseason, every, I think everyone's trying to fight for, for spots and stuff like that. It's definitely pretty competitive, but it's weird too. Cause you got so many, like, like at least for preseason, they bring in so many different guys and you got guys with the Monarchs coming up and, you know, they're trying to bring in new guys from across the league and, and stuff like that. So it's a little different. Cause like the groups sort of like con continuously changing, I guess, until, you know, the season starts going. Did you have any other trialists with you that you've grown close to? And if any of them also gotten contracts? Dude, so I was like, I was like, so I would, I, I mean, like I said, I got here in like January and there's like a group of, of trialists that were with me. It was probably like four or five other guys and a couple of weeks went, went by and they let them go. And, um, you know, I ended up being like the last trialist left. I was like on the break, break, assigning a deal with the first team. And that fell through, unfortunately, but like, like it was good and bad. Cause like, I was getting close with the trialists and like, those were my buddies. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks, they let them go and <clears throat> you're sort of like the last one left, still not on the team. It's you're, you're sort of in like this weird limbo where like you want to get close with the guys, but at the same time, like you don't even know if you'll be, be with the team in a couple of weeks, but yeah. um, no, I've like, there's two, there are two draft picks that I've gotten close with. They signed Monarchs deals too. So um, yeah, definitely close with, with some of the younger guys. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm sure it's helpful to have guys kind of in the same boat as you to go through that process because I'm sure it is a stressful, stressful process. Is it like any day they could say we're sending you home or what's that like? Do they give you like a specific time like you're going to be here for two weeks and then we'll reevaluate or sort of is it day by day? Yeah, it's it's pretty much on whatever agenda they want. Um, I know for for some of those guys that got let go is it was on the plane ride back from from Tucson. And then other guys, it, it, it's just like one day they call you back into the office and that's it for you. And, you know, you got to find another opportunity. Was it stressful going through and, and training? And at first were you kind of nervous or did you kind of settle yeah, in right first, away? Yeah. 
definitely a little nervous just because I wasn't really sure what to expect, but you know, you, you get a couple of days under your belt and you start to get more comfortable, start to start to get to know some of the guys and um, some of their tendencies. So um, after a couple of days, you know, thing, things fall into place and you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Do you think that you would have gotten offered a contract if you didn't have the uh, pickup group from home to keep you sharp oh, over God. the breaks? Oh, <laughs> get my touch nice over the break. It's honestly so nice to have like a group like that to, to play with. Cause like up and like, until I, I met you guys, uh, I was like COVID year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just was doing stuff on my own. And you know, I had a couple of buddies from, from high school that would like, you guys know Beckham and uh, mm-hmm. another kid, Kyle, that would, that would like come to the field with me sometimes and, and work with me. But to have like a group of guys like that, where like the level's like not bad. Like I, I'd put yeah. our group against any, anyone else. <laughs> the group. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, this, to still get uh yeah still be able to play <clears throat> yeah i mean it's pretty like unheard of to be able to get that covid year i, I guess summer 2020 we would have like Dude, 7 a.m sessions I'd every day like 40 minutes because i knew those <laughs> sessions were nice yeah we'd have like 30 guys three keepers like unreal stuff i'd really miss that like yeah, that know? we we would play like three teams and then just rotate for like two and a half hours on? three hours yeah you guys are lucky i didn't i didn't pull up to any of those <laughs> Yeah, you just run the group. That's it. Exactly. I would play, I would I would run the group, not ruin the group. Thank you. Run. Oh, man, yeah. Yes, yes. Yo, You're do you the background? Can we go back to Pierre? Yo, do you have any like goals of going to Europe? Because I know some of the guys instead of going to the draft or even trying to, I guess, play in the MLS. I think I saw um the kid from Georgetown, I think it was. He signed for some Scottish. Oh club. yeah, Pulvar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulvar ended up going to Scott, which was funny because if like for, for a while there, I was, I was planning on, uh, you know, if it didn't work out here, then I was going to go to Dundee United in Scotland because I have that European passport or whatever. So, what like, passport do you have? Belgian because my mom was Belgian. Okay. Um, wow. So if I wanted to, I could have gone there. But I mean, even, <clears throat> even the fact that I couldn't get a first team deal here, I was like, I already liked all the staff and players. I thought it was such a great group. And, you know, to have to, to leave you know, your home and, and go on trial again and pretty much start over. I was like, ah, like I'm, I'm pretty comfortable here. I got a great contract. And I was like, why not just stay here? Yeah. And like, we've seen it with even some of the people we've had on, like they go over and it doesn't work out for them. And then it's hard to come back and reestablish yourself. Once you're gone, you kind of have to start from scratch almost. So I think it's better to start here and prove yourself and then like whatever opportunity comes after that, I think it's better to go that way instead of going in, in reverse if for some reason it wouldn't work out overseas or anywhere else. DJ was telling me that Sammy and Lloyd are in, I think it was Sammy and Lloyd are in, yeah, like Sweden, I think. I thought it was Portugal. No, they were in Portugal and now they're in Sweden. I don't know what uh, league they're playing in, but yeah, they're over there. And I think they just got over there, but I saw they had a game and I think, Sammy assisted Lloyd or something in their game and they won 2 1. So <laughs> I think they're doing they were pretty Mexico well. Too, like last year or whatever. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they're all over the place. Man. Are, they paying, are they paying to go to these places or he's flying out? I don't know. No I think that what they're doing now, I think that they're either getting paid or like it's one of those things where they'll put you up and they'll like feed you and then like they give you what you need nice. to survive. I don't know if they're getting paid on top of it, but I mean, I think I would hope it seems like a good 
good setup for them now. I don't know about the Mexico or Portugal stuff, but I think what they're doing right now is pretty good. Also, Aki was there too, I think I saw. Oh yeah, he did say good. Aki was there. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, one more question before we're gonna do a segment where it's gonna be like it's gonna be a quick, it's gonna be just quick questions. Uh, but I'll ask that. I mean, I'll ask my question now and then we're gonna go to that. Um, like if you were I guess I would say if you didn't go to uh, go on trial with the Monarchs, like what team, like if you were going to draft, like what team would you, would you have wanted to get drafted by? Like an MLS. Oh, MLS. oh dude, he can't answer that. He has a I team. Like Miami or LA, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. It's pretty warm over there. How, yeah. How's the yeah. weather over there anyway? In, what, Utah? It, it, it's not as cold as I thought it was, was going to be, um, being like the mountains and stuff. But it's like a weird, like, cause it's sort of like the desert. So like the the air is like super dry. So like when it's hot, it's like really hot. But like, it, it hasn't been that cold. It's like it's like mid fifties. It's nice. It's not bad at all. Yeah. I actually like, have one more question oh. before we get into the rapid fire. This is like going back to college. So me and Curtis uh, are college soccer players, uh, D three. So not quite on the same level. But I'm sure Curtis can relate. You know, after a game. You guys win, like you and the boys go out, have a few drinks, you know, have a good time. What's that balance like at like a top program like Penn State? Like, is it obviously for the 21 year olds on the team? Do you guys like go out and celebrate after a win or is it strictly I mean, business? Is there some sort of balance? <laughs> no, not every every win to put it to put it simply, but you got to just pick and choose your, your times or that sort of stuff. Um, we definitely do. Like, I think it's important to, to have sort of like a balance between social life and athletics and stuff like that. And I think it's a great opportunity to sort of like bond with your teammates outside of like soccer and you get to know more about them and different aspects of their life. But um, like after, yeah, as after the, we won the big 10 regular season, you know, we flew home from Wisconsin and had a fun night and same thing after, after beating Indiana in the big 10 championship final for the, for the tournament, like um, you know, if the time's appropriate, we definitely will. I think it's an important part of, you know, just being a college soccer player. Yeah, but sure. like, like I said, you got to have a balance. Like, like I, I try and like think of like an 80, 20 balance between, you know, where you're focusing on school and, and athletics. And then you got, you know, 20% to, to sort of have fun with your friends and, and go out and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially college soccer. Cause it's a lot packed into one short amount of time. So you kind of need that like release, I guess. Yeah, it's tough in college too because there's so many distractions, right? And you're friends mm -hmm. with you're friends with people outside the team. You know, they always want you to come hang out and stuff like that. So you gotta say you gotta be reserved sometimes. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna go into the rapid fire questions, kind of just like easy one or two word answers, like this or that sort of thing. Um, so, do you have a pregame meal that you like to eat before every game? Uh. Almost just like pasta, chicken. Yeah. Um, yeah. The classic. Yeah, uh, my no. question. Oh, go. Okay. My question is if you could be any Marvel character, or who would it be? Iron Man. Why? Are you kidding me? Iron Man? I mean, good <laughs> looking, can fly. Um, I'm not a big Marvel guy, though, to be honest with you, but I'd probably go Mar or Iron Man. Sheesh. I'd say Spider Man. Yeah, dude, I say like <laughs> Doctor Strange, dude. Are you kidding me? He's sick. Yeah, you thing. would. Dude, he's you so would. sick. The hands thing? Come on. <laughs> All right, Charles. Uh, my question is it's a little bit of an odd one. How many ends are in the word Cincinnati? How many what? 
N's are in the word Cincinnati. Three? Yeah. Wow. Well, no. we get, he's smart. I don't know why. I thought there was four, and it kind of, I was looking at it today, and it shocked me, and I, I don't know. Uh, all right. Random. My question is – yeah, that is random as hell. My question <laughs> is, um, you got a game tomorrow, and you're on Ox. Pre-game song, like, what are you throwing on for the team to get everyone – Ready to go. gotta be levels, Vici. Yeah, just get, the, get the energy going. Yeah, I'm a big like house uh, dance kind of music kind of guy. Yeah, I like that. If you didn't play soccer, what would you be doing? Big into finance, so probably something finance banking, investment banking. I don't know about investment banking because you pretty much have to sell your soul for the first like 10 years of your life, but like maybe like wealth management. I like investing in like the crypto stuff now too, but something like that. Yeah. Like Vispy from our pickup group, investment banker, he'll like this winter oh, yeah. we were playing a turf club. He would show up. He'd be like, I'm running late. I'm getting off work. We're playing at like 10 30. Yeah. Like, I'm, just getting, I'm just wrapping up work. Yeah. But if you grind it out for the first couple of years, it pays off, I guess. So yeah, for sure. All right, Charles. Um, what is that post or that flag that's in the back of your screen? Back of oh, that's like the only decoration I have in my apartment. It's like an RSL banner. Oh, it's an RSL one. Oh, nice. <laughs> they just had that when I moved in here. Um, my last question is: This is not financial advice for people listening, but give me a, a stock pick since you're into investing, or a cryptocurrency if if that's your cup of tea. Uh, well, what do you want, stock or crypto? Uh, stock. How old are you? Twenty-one. Yeah, almost twenty-two. Like a, like a any any sort of tech stock, tech stock like Apple, um, Netflix. Oh, I got some Apple. Can't go I wrong. Got with some you. Apple. No, you can't. But stock market's not doing too well with the, the light of recent events. And smoked. Yeah. 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 Not looking good. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Curtis, you guys got any more? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> oh, I sang "Party in the USA." This shit, they made me sing that one in uh, in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Were you one. solo up there? Uh, I did it with a, uh, two other trials guys, so it wasn't too bad. But yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Um, another one. One of our prior guests we had on, Jack Imperato. Dude, yes, yeah, so I just met him today. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we hit it off. Talked to him a bunch. Really cool guy. I, I got to bring up the, the pod to him tomorrow, but um, yeah, I trained with him this morning. Good guy. Baller? Yeah, he, he, he played on the wing today. He's super shifty, fast. You know, kind of what you expect from the winner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, I think that's it. Uh, Pierre, thank you for joining us. It's good to get a familiar yeah. face on the pod, our first, first hometown <laughs> hero. Yeah first uh, hometown guest as well so also for all our listeners we're now back we're going to be hopefully releasing weekly episodes for the uh i guess i don't know yeah, i think he's our, yeah he's our second hometown hero we uh, forgot kevin silva oh kevin silva sorry yeah second hometown oh, hero. also just signed for pittsburgh riverhounds shout out to uh kevin silva shout out so, kevin silva i'll be at your game next week really yeah, oh yeah you're not. out that way sort of yeah.